may feel different, but I think it's also okay. Like difference is okay. And yeah, I think once you kind of unlock that or allow yourself to be who you are, I think that's, yeah, such a powerful, powerful journey and it's possible. And it also doesn't have to be done alone. And I guess that's, that's why, you know, we're all psychologists, I, I guess, is because we're here to help people. We're here to be by people's side. I am so excited to be finally back talking to you all. Like it has been a red hot minute. So if you are new to this space, welcome. My focus, instead of just being on broad mental health, I've really kind of niched down a little bit in terms of ADHD. And so what I want to do every week is answer your questions about ADHD. Hey, so I'm so excited to talk with you both today uh, on my podcast. And I know I have a massive interest in ADHD and you both do as well. So I would love if you could first maybe just introduce yourselves and let us know a little bit about you and maybe just where this interest in ADHD has come from for both of you. Is that okay? Sounds great. Beautiful. I can go first, Taylor, if you like. Sounds good. Yeah, no worries. Um, so my name's Kendall. Thanks, Sky, so much for having us on. Um, we're both super excited, yeah, to chat with you today and to chat about those similar interests. So thanks for inviting us on. So I'm Kendall. I'm a clinical psychologist. I work uh, on Darawal country, so in the northern suburbs of Wollongong. Um, I have a practice in Winoona and I do a couple of days therapy there with clients. And then I also see students um, at UAW College a couple of days a week as well. I'd still sort of call myself a, like a relatively early career psychologist, but yeah, have just absolutely loved the last couple of years that I've been out in the field working with people um, after all those years of study. It's been, yeah, such a privilege and learned so much and just, yeah, really can't wait to see um, how things continue to evolve and unfold as um, our clinical interests change. Taylor, I might let you introduce yourself and then we can maybe chat about um, the ADHD and how we, we got all into that. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Um, yeah, also thanks so much, Sky, for, for having us on. Stokes to be here. Um, so yeah, I'm Taylor. Uh, I am a clinical psychologist and I work as a postdoctoral research fellow at the National Drug and Alcohol Research Centre at UNSW. Um, and then I also kind of uh, wear my clinical psychologist hat uh, in private practice one day a week. So I um, do, it, do it a little bit differently. I have kind mm. of that research. I'm, I'm a researcher clinician is what they call it. And yeah, do private practice one day and then um, research four days. So um, yeah, I studied at UOW um, many years ago now. It feels like we well, started at UOW many years ago, I should say, only recently have finished just like Kendall had said, and they decided to pursue a PhD and, and do a PhD as well as um, our clinical masters. And that's where Kendall and I met was in our clinical masters program. So yeah, I've been out of that for finished a PhD last year. So been practicing for a few years now. And yeah, I, I love the balance between research and um, private work. I think if I'm honest, I would love like an extra day in private work, but research has kind of got my dedication at the moment. But yeah, we, we kind of do that. Uh, I work in, in Cronulla um, and then Kendall and I, separate to both of those things, um, have a business together called Our Mind Space Psychology, which is where we, we uh, run our uh, adult ADHD groups. So it'd be really cool if you could tell me a little bit about, you said you met in uni together and is that where sort of your uh, program that you developed started? Because I, I see the passion for ADHD that you have within your clinical practice. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Taylor, feel free to jump in at, at any point if you like. But yeah, we we met uh, during our master's at UOW. So as part of your, as you, as you would know, Sky, like as part of your master's, you often do a placement at the university clinic. And so we were at Northfields and we were working with a lot of individuals um, with ADHD and supporting them with that. Taylor and I both absolutely loved that individual work, you know, get so much out of working with with people with ADHD, like the sessions are just always a blast and just such a privilege to meet people from all different walks of life and support them with the different things that they're going through. And we we noticed though that was so many referrals coming through that that um, they were really sort of stacking up on on the wait list and um, there's only so many so many psychologists there at the clinic and so uh, we got to thinking about like okay what would be a great way to sort of support these people to access treatment a bit more quickly a bit more efficiently um, and also benefit from having that shared experience of of being in a group with other ADHDers and yes yeah, sort of seeing you know that you're not alone and and um, that there are other people who can relate and other people whose brains work similarly to you and so after a little while after we'd done quite a lot of individual sessions this idea was born of how about we start a group <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like such an, you know, just an innocent idea at the time. So easy. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> and wow, there was there was a lot of work involved. But I think we actually loved the process of making and like creating the group program um, almost as much as we loved delivering it. It was, it was amazing to have this sort of creative endeavour outside of, you know, university where you're having to do the assignments and you've got to tick the boxes and you've got to do all of the things. And, and sometimes it's not always things you're interested in or, or whatever. It's, you know, having to fulfil those course requirements um so to do something that was on our terms that we really enjoyed and really loved yeah on on top of what we were already doing I don't know what we were thinking but we we loved it every step of the way right <laughs> yeah. yeah it was you know it, it takes a lot of like time and effort to I guess to, to develop something that is you know good enough I, I guess to, to kind of bring to the community or, or as we did um at the time bring to, to Northfields Clinic which is where we were um doing our uh degree there so yeah we did we kind of developed it outside of of the university in our summer break and yeah kind of came back to the clinic that next year and presented it to supervisors and they were really keen to, to support us um and to actually allow us to run it at the clinic whilst we were still um, provisional psychologists and that was yeah that was an awesome experience I guess prior to that though co or, or just prior to that I think we had two sessions in person or maybe one Kendall and then COVID um hit so it was pretty wild like here we were provisional psychologists uh, just learning the ropes developed this group decided to to start to run it at the clinic and then COVID hit and we were like oh my gosh we have to kind of do it online but kind of a a blessing um in disguise now because that's the mo that's the um where, where we run them now we run them on the line so so can you tell me a little bit about um the group like what is it that um you may I don't know if teach is even the right word but how would you explain the group to people who may be interested in hearing about it yeah that's um that's a really good question so I guess the the group was developed to be 
kind of like taking a course rather than, you know, that like typical group therapy you might see on, on television. So we obviously, you know, encompass therapeutic components within, within the group. And I think um, being in a group environment is, is awesome. Uh, so awesome. And, and has so many therapeutic um, benefits to it in general, but yeah, we, we kind of describe it as like taking a course, um, a bit of a crash course in, in learning skills and strategies um, for, for difficulties that people might find um, are associated with, with ADHD. So um, it's a six-week group program. It runs, like when, when we do run them, it runs once a week for the six weeks, two hours each week. We now do it over Zoom. And yeah, we just, I guess, teach people um, you know, some like cognitive behavioral therapy skills. So, so some, some general skills around like thought challenging and um, things like that. We do like a lot of conceptualization around like, what does it mean to be an ADHDR and, and, and what does that look like? So I guess it, the first kind of couple of sessions are very much so around like educating people if, if they want some information around, yeah, um, what does that mean and what does that look like? We do a lot of like strengths. We try and, and do a lot of strengths-based approach. Um, and then, yeah, I guess the subsequent sessions are mostly around um, like time management strategies or like procrastination um, uh, techniques that might help. We do like emotion regulation and mindfulness and um, we try and weave in a lot of self-compassion as well. So I guess it's like creating an environment that is hopefully empowering ADHDers to, you know, come to terms with, with what this means for them and to kind of see it not as like a deficit but as um, such a strength um, and advantage um, whilst also helping them, uh, I guess, develop some skills and strategies if they if they needed to um, to kind of live in this uh, kind of environment. Do you want to add anything to, to that, Kendall or Sky? Or? I think that's so important because I think there's so much information out there on ADHD at the moment and when you've already got ADHD, it can be so overwhelming and even knowing where to start so I love the way that you've just languaged how you just break it down so they actually get to first understand themselves because I guess we can't understand what we don't accept like we can't accept what we don't understand does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah yeah do you for yourselves because you've worked um quite a bit in the ADHD space what do you notice are maybe the main challenges or what are the people bringing to the group that they're like hey this is the thing that I'm struggling with the most what do you both notice Oh my gosh! I feel like then you're like, where do I start? Yeah, it's like how much <laughs> how much time do you have, and how do I say some of this succinctly? Oh my gosh, um, Taylor, I'd love to hear what what you think as well. You go. Um, oh, there's there's so much. Like a lot of the clients who we work with might have just received their diagnosis relatively recently, so um, perhaps sometimes yeah, just in the last twelve months or so. And as, as you know, we work um, just with adults. So um, we work with people, whether they're sort of, yeah, you know, 18, you know, 18, 19, early 20s, right up to, you know, we've, we've done pre-groups, uh, groups with people in, you know, their, their 60s and things like that. So we have this beautiful spread of people of, yeah, different ages, genders, all walks of life. But what they all have in common is that they most of the time are relatively new to this, to realising they have ADHD and, and what does that mean? So it's often something that a lot of the group members will um, share about and just sort of reflect on is how eye-opening that might be, um, how much that can sort of turn on its head in, um, in terms of their earlier life experiences and 
being able to recognize things um, through that lens. Yeah, it's um, that that first kind of initial stage a lot of the time is about that, that self-discovery and it's a really, really exciting time and I think that there can be a lot of kind of solidarity amongst the group participants in, um, yeah, feeling not alone like that and feeling like, yeah, I found, I found my people. Yeah. Sort of in a way, like we're all, we're all a little bit in this together with coming to terms, you know, and understanding what that means. Yeah. So there's often a lot of kind of looking back on earlier life experiences, the stories that people might hold about themselves, um, beliefs, core beliefs that they might have about themselves um, and being able to reframe some of that through that lens of understanding that it may be related to the ADHD. So, yeah, I'd probably say that sort of like self-identity, self-story, things like that is is a really big part as well as just um, ripping that Band-Aid off and getting into knowing what it means to have ADHD and learning what it is about it. People often ask us as well about, they're like, oh, I've always done this thing, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, maybe, for example, like it's quite hard to um, maintain eye contact while I'm list- like talking and listening with people and they're like, I always have to look away or I have to draw or I have to crochet or I'm doing something else with my hands and that helps me focus better. And they're like, oh, I just always thought that was, so, you know, like a weird thing I might do or, you know, different to other people and I've tried to kind of behave differently and we're like, yeah, no, like that could absolutely be part of their ADHD and, you know, sort of talking about then the role of masking. Yeah, so I'm, I'll, I'll pause for a second, Taylor, I might let you jump in. You had me. That was really, that's really interesting. Yeah. And yeah. that was, that fit, yeah, I, I'm Taylor, I'm sure you've got some things to add because that's just sort of scraping the surface of, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess just to highlight and, and, and emphasise um, the importance of a group environment. Like, I think regardless if you're an ADHDer, um, you know, I think being in a group environment, um, particularly if maybe you're struggling with your mental health or, or have difficulties that someone else might have there are so many there's so much research around like group therapy and the benefits um of that but I guess you know kind of coming back to I guess the purpose of the group is we you know and we still do see individuals um ADHD is um in individual therapy but the idea around the group is I guess there were so many groups out there for you know social anxiety or for generalized anxiety or for depression um, or personality um, disorders and things like that and at the time you know we're talking maybe 20 I always forget the date Kendall 2019 2020 2019 that we started developing it yeah yeah this is like pre-COVID before I guess potentially this a bit of boom in like social media as well and recognition around what ADHD is and we were already kind of we had noticed at the time that there weren't any or or if maybe just a couple of group therapy options um, or group programs for ADHDers and I guess as I say given the evidence to suggest that it is really helpful for other um, other mental health um, conditions or other difficulties we were kind of like it, it makes sense and I think we probably underestimated how much it makes sense yeah. um, and the impact that just like I reckon people probably couldn't even care what we talk about in the group. I think it's just the fact that we're in or what we're teaching them, I should say, <laughs> the fact that just being in that group environment, you know, we'll end the six sessions and so much of our feedback is just, wow, like it was so 
awesome or so empowering or so powerful to, to be in this group setting with other people who get what I'm going through. And I think, yeah, I think we well underestimated the the power of that and the importance of that, maybe particularly for ADHDers and maybe for ADHDers who are receiving a diagnosis later in life. Um, and it's, I guess, the beginning of self-discovery or this journey of a self-discovery of who they are. And as Kendall had mentioned, like they, these core beliefs that they've maybe held true about themselves, others, the world, and starting to challenge that um, and, and to take the mask off. I guess, you know, a part of our role is to, to help people. I think education is um, is a really important first step, but to kind of then help and support people along the way to, to take that mask off when they feel safe to do so. When you were talking then, I think what was um, coming up for me is I noticed with a lot of my clients, there's this deep level of shame around ADHD and whether it's diagnosed or undiagnosed, just in terms of how they show up. And I guess what I'm hearing is your, that space that you're creating is a safe space where they can release some of that shame. Is that mm. you notice that in your groups as well? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and even individually, like I think given this, and I, I don't know if saying, correct me if I'm wrong, like probably boom is not the, the right term in terms of social media and um maybe um this aware increase in awareness. But I think that's also, you know, I have clients who come in and they're, they're actually nervous to to ask me or to, to maybe mention that they're inquiring about ADHD because they feel like it's a thing that everyone's got and that they they think they have it but they're feeling that sense of shame around like vocalizing I have these difficulties and but am I just going to be like you know everyone else that says they have it when they don't or you know all those types of things I think I think that's also creating um I'm seeing actually more of that also um a lot of hesitancy around pursuing a diagnosis or even asking me for, for more information around what that looks like so yeah I, I think our group does hopefully uh create a safe space for people where they they can share um about their experiences um and that is yeah really valuable so I have I'm curious and if you can each answer this like if there's you know an ADHD are listening to this right now like is there something that you would love for them to just know or hear from you in regards to maybe ADHD or their journey or just whatever shows up for you? Like what would be something you'd want them to know? I would say you're not alone. It's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Completely. Your brain, your brain is amazing and you have so many strengths and so much to be proud of. I love that. Not sure if there's much I can add to that because I, I, yeah, I could not agree more. I was literally going to say like you, yeah, you were not alone and yeah, you, you may feel different. Um, and, but I think it's also okay. Like difference is okay. Um, and yeah, I think once you kind of unlock that or allow yourself to be who you are, I think that's yeah, such a powerful, powerful journey and it's possible. And it also doesn't have to be done alone. And I guess that's, that's why, you know, we're all psychologists. I, is like, I guess is because we're here to help people. We're here to be by people's side. And I always say that to people, like, you're not alone, as in other people are experiencing similar things, but you're not alone. Like, we're here. Um, and same in the group environment. Like, we're here for you. This is why we've created this, is to help support you, even when it feels really difficult. So I guess it's emphasizing that there there is help out there if you feel like you want help or support. And, yeah, it's important to, to kind of access that if it's something that you want to do. Mm. So if people were wanting to find you and your clinic, like how how do they find you? Like where are you in the world of maybe social media or on the web? 
We are on social media. I don't know if I can say that it's our strong suit necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We're strong. I just need to find a number. That's it, right? <laughs> it's on the to-do list every single day. But I'm like, Kendall, you ticked it off. And we're like, no, no. Anyways. It is a juggle. <laughs> but our um, we're on Instagram. So our Instagram handle is our mind space. Is it our mind space psychology? Gosh, I should know this. So. No, I just, I think this every time. Yeah. Our mind space psychology. And we do have a website as well, which is ourmindspace.com.au. And so we talk a little bit about the the group online. You can sort of um, read an overview of it and understand uh, what to expect and, and what topics and things like that we cover. And you can also read a little bit about um, about us and about our journey and, and how and why we're, we're interested in this and how we got into it. Beautiful. Yeah. I think also to, to add, which might be helpful, is that the, the group is is not for everyone um, and we don't uh, kind of advertise it as, you know, uh, it's for everyone. I guess when people do inquire about the group and yet yeah, people can inquire through our website or um, throughout just sending us an, an email, we're usually pretty responsive to, uh, to emails. We'll always schedule like what we call like a pre-group interview or chat and it's pretty, yeah, pretty casual, um, but I guess it's an opportunity for, for Kendall or myself to like meet meet that person and to also understand like where they are on that journey. Um, a lot of well, I'd say most people who attend our group um, or who have attended our group might have received like a very early uh, diagnosis or sorry a diagnosis fairly recently. So we get some referrals through like psychiatrists and things like that. Um, and so this is usually not always, but usually people's kind of first protocol or first step in terms of their journey and I think that we kind of um, I guess not advertise the group or I guess it's built to be that first step because it is quite foundational in the sense of yeah providing information on ADHD and then it is quite skills and strategies based throughout the group so the pre-group is there for us to get to know the person to get also understand what their difficulties might be and their goals and then whether we believe that the group or whether they believe that the group um, would be a good match for them and then we go through that process from there so um, yeah we don't kind of just send everyone through we kind of really make sure that that we think the person's going to get something out of it and it's usually them presenting with yeah some some maybe everyday difficulties with functioning um, that they want maybe to to develop some tools on their tool belt to to kind of go about the world and um yeah kind of manage those difficulties that that they might have. Um, we also give ADHD as the or people in our group, sorry, uh, workbooks. So we post like hard copy workbooks for everyone, um, which have been beautifully graphically uh, designed, um, which is awesome. Um, and they're such like an easy way for people to, as we're going through the group, to kind of navigate that easily. Um, we go through, it's uh, we, we've designed it in a way that post group um, or in between group, the sessions are really self-explanatory. So people can actually, you know, in three months time, maybe we taught a skill that wasn't relevant for them at that time. And then three months down the track, they're like, I kind of, what are those skills that I learn and that weren't relevant then, but oh, I kind of feel like I could utilize now. They could just go back to, to that session, go back to that workbook and yeah, I guess start, start implementing those things. So I think that's a really a good strength about our group or something that we've implemented to make that a little easier. 
I think that was one of the things that was drawn to me is that when I get a sense of just reading your stuff online, that you're really drawn to what the ADHD needs. Like there's, there's a lot of attunement with like the client or the group or the space and, and how to make it work for them versus, because I see some treatments like the ADHD has to fit the treatment, mm. but you kind of fit the treatment around the ADHD. Mm. And I think that's a beautiful thing that I noticed is different with you guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, thanks, Sky. That's a lovely compliment. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and I guess as time has gone on and, and we've worked with more, more and more individuals, we have evolved the group as well. Um, mm. So when was it? Around about this time last year, Taylor, that we did like a full refresh of the of the client workbook and of our facilitator mm. manual, and that was when we got them beautifully graphically designed. But I guess what was so important was, you know, then taking a good couple of years of of that clinical experience from our one-on-one work and really changing a lot. We probably changed or like updated and refreshed around about 50% of the content, if not Maybe more. Maybe say more. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I agree. But yeah, it did, it did really evolve based on our experience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, really trying to kind of, yeah, meet, you know, based on lots of the individuals we'd worked with as well. Yeah. Meet, meet some of those needs, meet people where they're at and, and bring in a lot of those things that we found we were talking about with people individually, mm. like like masking, you know, or, or talking about the the differences in sort of like a, a neurotypical world and, mm. you know, an ADHD brain and and talking about how, you know, it's not it's not the ADHDers who, who are the problem here, <laughs> but we have a very set neurotypical world and that doesn't fit the bill for everyone. Yeah, so, so bringing in a lot of those conversations, yeah, and adding lots of new content that hopefully is, been helpful um and yeah attuned uh to the clients who attend like you say yeah I guess I'd also add to that too around um I think you know as much as there's amazing benefits of of um group program and group therapy it also comes with um difficulties around being able to tailor stuff you know a whole lot so I guess obviously individual therapy um you're dealing with uh, working with sorry that the person um in in front of you and really able to kind of tailor skills and strategies to, to that person I guess the benefit of the group is because it is a bit of a crash course, I guess, or, um, you know, a six week, I guess, intensive um, learning experience. Um, it is more like efficient and more, yeah, I guess more efficient is probably the word in that sense. But I guess also to highlight, um, it's really nice, obviously, to, to hear you say that that's, that's the vibe that you're getting, because I guess that's what we really try hard to, um, to produce. But also aware that, you know, we are, we do present strategies and we, I think it's around and as much as our group is fairly structured around like the way what we do in each session, I think we always caveat to people or always explain that, you know, we might might teach you like seven strategies today or tools that, that some people say work. But what's important and what we emphasize is that along the way, like this might not be relevant for you right now, as I was coming, I guess, coming back to that previous point, like it might be relevant for you later. You might just not like that tool. And so out of the seven, if you go home and we guess we get people at the end of every session to like write down like the two strategies that they're going to implement or the two strategies that they like the most. And it's like, that's what you focus on. Like we don't expect, we don't tell people you have to do all seven. I guess it's about like, you know, um, given the constraints of running a group program, like we're going to teach you all of these, but some of them might not be relevant to you and that's completely okay. So I guess that's where we really try and tailor it to that person. And, you know, people obviously come to group, you know, asking about their own individual you know, difficulties with the homework or the practice task. And I think 
Kendall and I do our best to, to help that person individually, but the group always benefits. You know, we have other people like, I also had that experience too, or yeah, same here. So it's, um yeah, cool to, to kind of experience that too. Nice. So before we finish, I just wanted to check in. Is there anything else that either of you would like to share before we sort of finish having our chat today? Oh, I don't know. We've covered a lot. I mean, it's it's one of those things of like you got to draw the line somewhere because we yeah, could, we could we talk could forever, talk right? All day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anything immediate comes to mind for me. How about how about you, Taylor? I guess my only thoughts are, um, and whether you want to maybe your best to talk about this a little bit more Kendall is is maybe just next steps for us even thinking about um like our act group that we might be what's starting up um or, or developing it it's in the works um do you want to kind of That's maybe exciting. talk a little bit about that yeah I can mention it briefly it's been like this ongoing thing on my to-do list for like a year and a half <laughs> I'm, hearing a, I'm hearing a thing here <laughs> um always lots of lots of projects and things going we have recognized like we recognize that I think our group can be really, really great for some clients for a particular clientele, maybe depending on on their background or where they're at in life or what they're needing. And then based on um, like our individual work, we also recognize that there are some clients who could really benefit from a more act-based approach. So act being acceptance and commitment therapy for our for our listeners. And so, yeah, we have been um, bit by bit chipping away at an act-based program where that's there's a little bit more of an emphasis on, say, values, mindfulness and, and self-compassion. There's so much wonderful research about those areas and how that can be helpful. Um, and often sometimes Taylor and I will get a bit of a feel for whether it's with someone we might be working with individually or whether it's in the pre-group interview. Um, yeah, we're often to, able to get a bit of a sense of like if the ACT-based group might be more helpful for them for where they're at. And so that's something we're working on and, and hoping to bring to the community soon. <laughs> I was going to say, don't, don't, don't say a date. <laughs> yeah. I won't, I won't put a date on it. <laughs> yeah, true. Love it. That's um, exciting. It's on the yeah. to-do list. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing that. Yeah. So uh anyway, stay stay tuned. But <laughs> don't, don't hold on to the edge of your seat thinking it's gonna be there tomorrow. <laughs> well, thank you both for joining me today. I've actually really enjoyed talking with you both about your ADHD journey and your group. So yeah, thanks for joining me and thanks, Sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks thank so much, you. Sky. Thank you so much for having us on. It's been, yeah, really lovely to to chat about it. As an ADHD, I always struggle to like with endings. I'm like, yeah, but there's another question, another question. Like, <laughs> that's why I'm like the end. I'm like full stop at Sky. <laughs> we'll be here for another hour. So. <laughs> and, we, and we would love to be too. So that's always okay. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks Sky. Bye.